This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. It's about town, Deb. And welcome to this week's episode of City Talk. And I'm about town, Deb. Debbie McCarthy, your host. I am back with Kim Surratt. It's been a while. (laughs) She's been too busy. We've all been too busy. Life is, I thought it would slow down, but it's not slowing down. And came back with a vengeance. Came back with a vengeance. But we're here because November is almost over. It's true. But it's (laughs) National Adoption Month. Correct. And I don't think we've missed the show in many years to do a National Adoption Month show. I don't think we have. I don't think we have. So Like many years. Many years. And it's really important. And why I always want Kim on, because with Surratt Law Practice, that is Kim's specialty. Adoption, all kinds of adoptions, and many ways to create a family. Because there's many ways to create a family. And many types of families. Correct. Right. Exactly. It, it, I, I cringe. This is the silliest thing. Okay, I do a little I, side note. Okay, I have okay. to. You can do whatever you want. Because in the state of Nevada, a lawyer can't call themselves a specialist oh. unless there's an exam to take. So there's a family law specialty, but there's not an adoption specialty. So I can't call myself that. Well, then, but there's then, not even an ability for me to take the test. Well, maybe. But you you're could, right. It's what I do. But, it is absolutely my area of law. But we, it's my little soapbox. Because just we for a moment. we were talking about it earlier about in her office. She has, she doesn't want to share that. That's her baby. Well, oh, her baby. <laughs> it's her baby. And it's, adoption and reproductive and law. Reproductive yeah, parentage, law. parentage in general. But, and I feel like you know it takes a special person to do that because it's. I mean, I've gone through adoption, been adopted. I know there's so much emotion that goes with that whole process. Well, maybe it takes a special person. I I can tell you. Well, what I what I think it takes is getting it done and getting where you have enough knowledge to do it. But uh, because you'll talk to a lot of law students who all go, oh, I'm going to do adoption when I graduate from law school or I want to go to law school because I want to do adoptions. It's always, you know, it is the 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 shiny object (laughs) for lawyers. And there's a lot of lawyers that wish they had developed their practice around parentage and around adoption, but not everybody gets to do it. Ultimately, I'm blessed that I get to do it. I don't know that it's because I'm a special person, but I am blessed that it's all worked out in a way where I get to do parentage. Well, I'm really glad she does because we wouldn't be able to be here today to talk about adoption month. So I thank you for that. And another reason why I'm happy she's here today, because Kim has been the first sponsor of the show forever and ever and ever. And she will be a hundred percent a sponsor forever, no matter what she does. Even if she <laughs> says no, she's still going to be a sponsor. So we always like to thank our sponsors. So um, we want to thank Surat Law. We love thank Kim. You. We want to thank Gratis Gives um, Credit Card Processing. And actually, I just got a new program with them. And you'd be proud of me. I went and I learned, and I could do my own invoicing now. Oh, that is a cool thing. It is so. (laughs) It was so. I gotta thank them because the first program, like I just can't do this. I had this block, and it took me. I'm like, I can't. I don't know. 
And then they found this new one for me. And I'm like, I'm a happy girl. I can't wait I'm to get an invoice. So you'd be happy. So I'm excited about that. So thank you, Gratis Gifts. We also have um, Wildover Grill. We all love Wildover Grill. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's And it's getting a little nippy, but they have a beautiful inside as well. Everybody loves to go outside yeah, on the they, patio. They use heaters out there, don't they? They do. Yeah. But I think, you know, so. still. And then we have... Um, Us Hall Reno people are strong. I know. Sit out there with She's the a lot stronger. <laughs> I get a little bit more nippy. And Hall and Rye Plastic Surgeons and um, Rail City. So we're happy to have everybody on board with us. And Dee Dee James which Christian reminded me I need to get um, that finish our song. He wrote the jingle, he wrote the song, but I need to get music, I mean, you know, instruments to it. So that's going to be for 2022. Um, so normally we normally talk about, and Christian, I was going to say Media. Media. I know that's next. We're going to do a show um, <laughs> with Christian in January because I think December's already filled. I, I book out a month out now. So January, we're going to start the new, off, new year off with Christian. So we were going to play um, a little clip, and I don't know if we have time. If we have time, Christian, Christian will let me know and we'll play it. We had an amazing weekend at the Foothill, Sierra Foothill um, Fall, um, I kind of want to say Fall wine. Fest, Wine Fest. So we're going to play it right now, and we come back, we'll chat about it. And welcome back. Wow. What'd you think? A lot of people. I don't, know. I don't know if I like to watch something like that and just sit around and go, why am I in the cold in Reno right now? And why wasn't <laughs> I there? And Debbie didn't invite I me did. to it. I did. I invited everybody. <laughs> I invite the world when I have stuff. But we always, when we go, we can go do personal stuff. That's with true. Our, we, we can handpick our vineyards and go hang out. Exactly. And we can but stay. You yeah. know what? Yeah, but there's still the opportunity. How many how many wineries Over were there? Over 50 wineries, all so, in one spot. Well, it was in so one cool. spot is all amazing. in one spot, so it was really good. Because anybody that's visited that area or any wine country area knows that, like, you know, you got to be careful. You have to have your driver. It's really hard to get yeah. between them that's sometimes. That's why this is nice. And it's nice because you're not right driving there. and you're not – 
you so, know, putting yourself in danger. That was good. So we're not going to put ourselves in danger. We're going to sit here and take a break. Yep. And we come back. We're going to get down to business about town devastity. Talk you right back. She's out on the road and all over the web with a big smiling heart. It's about town, Deb. My town, your town, or any town, this is About Town Deb presents City Talk. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to City Talk. I'm with Kim. We are having an amazing time, relaxing, because we've been busy. 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 (laughs) I think you're all busy as well, because the holidays are coming, and, you know, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. Yeah, I don't know if that's even it, though. It's just... You know, things died off. There was those couple of months with COVID when it was just dead in the water. And we all know that all businesses <laughs> can say the same thing. But law came back with a vengeance in all categories, all areas. And so, um, you know, it, I don't know. It's weird. People, I don't, the necessity to be a parent, the necessity to uh, take care of your estate plan. I don't know. It just suddenly just boomed in everybody. Well, I would think a lot happened during COVID. I think we all had a lot of time to sit and think about the future, our families, what's happening next. A lot of reflection. A lot of reflection. And then you think, oh, okay, well, I, I haven't done this yet. I don't have a will. I don't have a trust. I don't have, I don't have, what's it called? Your power attorney. Power of attorney. Okay, what's yeah. the one like your medical, decision, your decision to make that decision? Your medical power of attorney one. or your financial power yeah. of attorney. And I think that a lot of us, you know, I know it's adoption month, but Kim, you're, you're office does all kinds of law, correct? We do. We, well, so all kinds of family, family law, law. So, estate planning. Um, we don't do personal injury. If you go to jail, don't call us. It's not going <laughs> to help, help you. you. <laughs> uh, but if it's family law or it's estate planning, uh, which estate planning is exactly what you were just talking about. Family law, it's the whole gamut. I mean, it's divorce, it's custody, uh, child support, all that fun stuff. But you know, it's funny. You, it's not funny. It's it's, it's we were talking about this because I wasn't planning on sharing this, but um, Grandma B, Ellie, um, and Glenda smiling down on us. Talk um, with all that was going on. Um, Grandma B and Aunt Glenda and Ellie had not um, done it where you have something were to happen to you in the hospital. They hadn't done that. Their medical and they did. They actually did it. Um, but they they all three did it together. Decided let's get it done. And I thought that was nice. I think that. If you have maybe your family members or even like your friends, you can all like. Oh, it goes all the way around. It's even with the adoption month. I mean, we can tie this back together easily because it's you adopt a child, you bring another human being into your family. You need to plan for them. You need to plan for the worst. And we don't want to execute on it. We don't want it to come to light. I get to plan for Armageddon at all times. But even (laughs) in happy moments of an adoption, we still want you to think about the non-happy moments and make sure you're you've planned for that child that you're bringing into your home. Well, and we're just going to, we're going to wing it here. Cause I want to bring up something out that brought something else. Okay. So um, thanks to grandma B and at Glenda who found Nana and Papa, which most of you know, who followed me, they adopted me as an adult. So, right. and I was looking, there's many times you can be adopted. <laughs> oh birth, yeah. You can, you know, you can go, you know, a child can be in foster care and for me, it was kind of, le- in a sense, like foster care, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Grandma B found this amazing family, Terry and Tony, who raised me, but they waited till after I was married to adopt me. But they said, we need to do this because we need to think about your future if something were to happen to us. Yeah. So it- adult adoptions are one of the easiest things we can do. And um, 
the, the thing about an adult adoption is that your bio parents, so if I wanted to be adopted as an adult, my bio parents don't have to consent to it because you're um, because you're an adult. adult. And but you also don't terminate your bio parents' rights through an adult adoption. So it can gain you can gain some inheritance rights and tie that family link there. Where we see that a lot of times is a step parent that raised the child all the way through their minority. Um, that stepchild's now an adult. Maybe uh, that step parent lived with the biological mother, and the biological father wouldn't allow the adoption. So now the step parent really wants to be also a link through inheritance, which an adult adoption can take care yeah. of. But I mean, I was, I got to say, I was so grateful because without that, and I got to say, um, Grandma B, I know you're listening, that Nana and Papa both said, you know, um, we're doing this to take care of your mom as well. Yeah. And I thought that was really nice that they were thinking about both of us, not just me. They were thinking about my kids and about Grandma B. So I'm really blessed that I was able to have a dual family. Yeah. The, um, we see, and I'm probably the firm in, well, I'm not probably, I am the firm <laughs> in Northern Nevada that does the most unique cases. So anybody who sits around and thinks, well, I don't think this is possible. I don't know how this could happen. You know, call, Give, yeah. ask, you know, you'd be surprised what I can pull off, you know, but uh, it's, Adult adoptions, I think, are overlooked a lot of times and people don't realize um, they're still worried about terminating the biological parents' rights or that they won't consent. That's not it, it's a different tool for adoption. It's a different tool for planning purposes and it, it operates differently than the traditional adoption people think about. Yeah. So but there are like you say, your office though handles lots of lots of different laws, family law stuff. So I thought oh, yeah. now's a good time because we have Kim's website has this video and I, I saw it and I keep, she thinks I'm crazy. I love it, love it, love it, love it. And I watched it like four or five times. And I thought if I can watch it four or five times in a row, you guys need to see it. So I'd love you to see it because it really shows all the different family. The family does matter. Right. <laughs> and um, it's really important. So have a listen. We come back, then uh, we're going to dig deeper into the different um, things Kim does. Perfect. So have a I've had people say, I've talked to so many people today and you've been the kindest to me or the most patient with me or um, you seem the most concerned. Um, if I have a, a wife on the phone who seems very distraught, I always ask if she's safe, does she have some place to go? We care. We had a little six-year-old sit on our couch one day and said, this looks like somebody's home. Well, that's what we want it to be. We want people to come in here and feel like feel comfortable. There's a lot we can do for our families now uh, from beginning to end throughout their entire journey of their lifetime. It includes surrogacy work, embryo donation, egg donation, sperm donation contracts. We've got adoptions, guardianships. Uh, we All of the divorce arena, obviously. Um, child custody, child support, uh, through estate planning. I'm always looking for ways to try to resolve cases, solve problems. I don't want to be the lawyer who makes things worse during an already difficult, challenging time for my clients. And, and that goes to having compassion for the other side as well. You know, even when it's not my client, 
uh, until there's a reason not to, I'm going to try to give the benefit of the doubt to the party on the other side and assume that they're also doing their best to get through a really difficult time. And the way I look at it is we wrap our arms around our clients, we're giving them our heart, our soul, and we work as a team to make sure that when they come in here, you matter and we take care of you from the beginning, the, the first day you walk in until, you know, you don't need us anymore. The whole entire goal is that the family unit matters that we're protecting the family unit, or we're helping you create a family unit. At the end of the day, this is someone else's life, and I would want the same type of service from someone that I hired. So uh, this law firm in, in particular <clears throat> approaches that with humanity and grace, I think, in a lot of ways. So. Wow. <laughs> you know what? It, it, <laughs> I, I, hadn't, I hadn't actually watched it in a long time. Can um, you see why it's so touching? I have goosebumps. and I I'll tell cry. you why. Tell I have us. the best staff anybody could ever ask for. I mean, I have absolutely phenomenal staff. And I'm about to cry. I know. I, um, I was crying watching it. Because, <laughs> you know, when we talk about compassion, we talk about families, we talk about caring. It's This is a hard area of law. It really is. It's difficult. I mean, I'm I'm blessed. Again, I talk about being blessed because I, I create families. It's not always easy. There are miscarriages and there are things, you know, that happen. But um, it's a hard area of law. And we could be doing it just to make money and just to drain the daylights out of people, which there's plenty of firms out there that do exactly that in this area of law. And we don't. Um, we always joke that we could be much better off. We could be a lot richer if we would act like the rest of our colleagues you know, and our peers, but we're not willing to because we want to go home and we want to sleep and we want to live with ourselves and enjoy our families. So it's, you know, I, that's about my staff more than it's, yeah, it talks about Surratt Law Practice, but I've got amazing people, amazing people. Oh man, <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be such a serious show. Usually we're we're fooling around, but I felt that this was important to. When Kim's on a lot, we she helps with other clients and other topics that we have on. But I felt like a lot of people right now are about family, so I thought yeah. maybe you could share some of your insight. With well, I was going to say, you know, we always, you know, we've got all these notes. We're going to talk it. about adoption yeah. and stuff, but we're just going to go with what we, we want. What we've never talked about on any of our shows is is the failed adoptions mm. the um when it doesn't go as planned and you know of course we have to deal with that on this end of it um you, the psychology of being a family law attorney is difficult because if you think we don't shoulder your issues we do i mean it's hard not to how do you not listen to somebody bawling on the phone that they've had a miscarriage, that they've gone through years of infertility treatments <laughs> and they can't have a baby and not shoulder that a little bit. It's, um, you know, our job is not to shoulder it, to not make it personal, not make it about us. But, um, you know, day in and day out of that, it, it wears you down. And we forget about what the journey is that causes people to adopt at times and what brings them there. Yeah, so we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about that journey. I think that's important, so stay tuned. Be right back. 
said, come on, let's have some fun with the About Town Deb. My town, your town, or any town, this is About Town Deb presents City Talk. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to City Talk. I'm About Town Deb with Kim. We are kind of take it a little more serious than we thought but you know what as kim mentioned a lot but of your time, song helps my song helps <laughs> <laughs> but we feel like it's important to sometimes you gotta have tougher conversations and interviews and i think you were on a good point about talking about their journey their there journey. So, why they're so there continue about the journeys well you know I was just talking about, you know, you forget about the journey of what brought them into the adoption. And people think about adoption. They think, oh, Kim, your practice of law is amazing. It's like, yeah, but not all adoptions go through. We do have failed adoptions. Um, We have, you know, first off, you're sitting with a couple who, and it's not all infertility problems. Don't don't get me wrong, because I do a lot of LGBT work. So I've got a lot of same-sex couples. Um, two men who want to adopt a baby. So, you know, it's not just fertility problems, but um, even with them, you know, uh, two men having to spend the kind of money they have to spend in order to adopt a baby or go through the journey they have to go through with foster care and everything else just to get to the point where they finally have an adoption that goes through. It's just as emotional as somebody with months and months and yeah. of in years and it's not months, it's, it's years, years of fertility treatment yeah. problems or um, devastation that you can't have a baby and coming to that emotional reality. When you take those couples and they're matched with a, a birth mother and the potential of an adoption for Nevada, every state's different, but in Nevada um, birth mother has until 72 hours yeah. <laughs> after the birth to change her mind. That's and, a long 72 hours. I ha- went through that yeah. 72 hours. It is the longest 72 hours. And then you have what, six months later, whatever it is later. That's, I had to wait yeah. for that too. So. And, and it's hard on the adopting, potential adopting parents. It's hard on the birth parents. Um, you know, I, I, I get all these devastating stories of hospital staff treating mm. birth mom horribly. How can you do this to the potential adoptive parents? Because they're, they're distraught. They're miserable. They're, they're horrified if she's changing her mind. Um, and it's, it's terrible on that side, but then you have to think about the emotional side, the birth mother, the biological mm-hmm. mother, uh, went through in coming to the decision to keep her child also, and that she went through months of agonizing, trying to decide if she was giving up her child or not. So both sides have the emotions. There's a lot of psychology behind it. There's a lot of therapy behind it that's needed. Um, and I don't, I, I think that as a society, we don't always, well, I, I don't think, I know <laughs> we don't have enough mental health assistance. In that's our country. very true. Let's that's, just put no, that is yeah, true. I was, that's true. I was beating around the no, bush. Just, it, that's <laughs> we true. don't, we don't, there's not enough help out there. We don't provide enough help. Uh, there's too much stigmatization sometimes around either side of that story. Some people are champions for the the bio parent to change their mind and keep that baby. Others are champions for them not to, um, putting them in a category of, oh, they're all druggies. No, they're not all druggies. They're, and even if they are, um, they need treatment for <laughs> using drugs. They, they have a, they're, 
addicted. There's something else going on there. So, and then on the other side, oh, you're stealing a baby from a woman, right? Or um, how dare you be upset that she changed her mind? Or how dare you take that baby? It, it, the stigmatization when you're in it is much higher than when you're outside of that bubble Looking and in. someone goes, oh, adoption, how sweet and how wonderful and how pleasant and what a great thing. And it can be a great thing. It can be a miraculous thing. And that child can have, can thrive from it. Um, but, you know, a failed adoption, some people can thrive from that too. They can, they can grow from it. Um, bio parents who allow their child to be adopted and they do an ad open adoption and they have continued contact, but that child is taken care of in a way they could not um, provide for that child. It, there, there's good, but then there's, it's not all roses and balloons and lollipops well, and what, what other happy, little, cheerful things can I attach to? Butterflies. I don't butterflies. Know. <laughs> Unicorns. But you know, so you, so there are the two types. There's the open and the closed. There right. is. So yeah. is there still any of the clothes? I feel like it's more open now. Or is there still people who say, I just I just want to do this and I'm going to step back? There is. There, We still have both. So for those of you listening and you're going, I don't have a clue what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, an open adoption is continued contact between the biological parent or parents and the child, whether that be photographs once a year or actual visits. Um, or just a letter when the child turns, you know, mile markers yeah. of the child's life or something. And uh, closed adoption is uh, they don't know each other's names, or maybe they did, but there's no no continued contact, no relationship developed, no photos exchanged, nothing. Um, open adoptions have grown dramatically yeah. over time. And I always compare it to, you know, not to beat down on Catholicism, but there were a lot of Catholic adoptions that were against uh, birth mother's will, et cetera. And mm. she didn't desire the adoption and um, closed adoptions were the norm in the, in our history. And today I would say open adoptions are the norm. There's a mixed bag of feelings about it, whether open adoptions are, um, forced on biological parents or, you know, forced because uh, it's almost like, um, uh, in, uh, what was I going to say? Not an endorsement, uh, a bribe for them to sign the consent for the adoption, oh, you, you know, you'll, yeah, oh. have it open. Oh, like if you do open, I'll sign uh, it or the other way around. The birth, the birth mother saying to the birth mother, well, you're going to get some contact. So it induces her to sign the consent. Mm -hmm. There's those feelings about it. If it's not a well thought out uh, agreement for that post adoption contact, so isn't that's why it's important to go to somebody who understands that, who can make sure as you're going through the process, yes, every step of the way you're guided, so you don't get to a roadblock. Go, I didn't know that, right? And then you you kind of backstep. But if you walk them through it emotionally as well as what they need thoroughly in writing, but yeah, yeah. but emotionally it's just yep. it, the writing's important. But I think if you don't have your mind in the right set of what is going to be happening, it's a tough, I mean, like you said, you think of it as, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. And it's incredible. And I wouldn't be here and I wouldn't have Josh if I didn't do this, but it was a very emotional, Yeah, it was a long process to go through it. And I would do it again if I wanted to, but it's just, it was tough. 
emotionally yeah. in the beginning. There's that part of it. And then there's the the old day version of closed adoptions, which was they never told the child at all that right? the child was adopted. Yeah. So what we have learned in the psychology behind it, and there's plenty of psychological research behind it, is that that is extremely damaging yes, to agree. a human being. Um, as they grow older, when and if they find out they were adopted, they are resentful. Um, and the psychology behind it is that it's not as healthy for the child, soon to be adult, or maybe when they become an adult. In the old days, we never thought that there was any way, you know, once you signed that document and it was sealed at the court, that there was any way that child was going to find out they were adopted any other way. But that's changed. <laughs> 21 and me, Ancestry.com. Yeah, you can find out <laughs> You can. It is, it, it, you know, so people come to me and say they want a completely anonymous either a surrogacy or egg donation, embryo donation, or an adoption. And what do you say? I don't think so. And I go, that's cute, <laughs> but it's years in, later, it's impossible. It's just not possible anymore. That is so the crazy. science won't allow it anymore. All they got to do is run I those tests and they start even, tracking down who they're related really think to. About that. Oh yeah, it's this is how a lot of people are finding each other or finding their their adoptive their biological right. parents. Wow, and. Yeah, it's. I think you use the private investigator, right? We did, but we, we did do that. But but a no. lot of people are starting with the DNA test yeah. and then moving into that arena. Yeah. Well, I was just like I say, I used it more for finding my siblings. I did right. not know. I mean, I was trying to find my birth dad, but I ended up finding that I had eleven siblings. And then yeah. all, but all the other programs are the twenty three Me and Ancestry help confirm all that. Right. But it's just, you are right. We don't think about that. You think, oh, nobody's going to know. Well, it's it's out there. You, you can't change that. And it's getting worse. And I just tell people, look, you don't even know what we don't know yet. You don't know <laughs> what science is going to come up with. And it probably has stuff we don't even know yet. Absolutely. It's already out there. So, you know, if you think you're going to protect somebody and not tell them that they were adopted, or even now in my other area of law, my reproductive law, which is that you used an egg donation a sperm donation or right. an embryo so, donation, it, that kid's going to find it out someday. You know, there's a lot of people who used embryo donations. So neither, um, you know, even though their, their parents, their mom carried them and delivered them, she's not genetically related to them. And neither is dad in an embryo donation. So, you know, if, and a lot of people kept it secret, never told family that they used an embryo donation and stuff, but mm. Believe me, I well, we're going to get on a whole sidetrack thing, but there's <laughs> yeah, there, there's groups that are advocating that it is almost abuse not to tell somebody that uh, a donation was utilized or who their genetic links are from. So, oh my gosh, it, it, part getting, of that comes from the psychology. That's that yeah. open adoption part of it. No, you know, if you try to lie to a kid and tell them they're not adopted, I mean, I think honesty is the best. They always say honesty is the best policy. I, that's my that, my life. That's it your works life. for me. It works for you. But I think that's really important um, to know that. So it's already time for break again. I, I know. Like it's going by way too fast. So we'll come back. Um, we'll let's try to find. We'll try to find a little perkier spot of a Deal. adoption, and then we're going to talk about what's coming up in um, the next few weeks. So stay tuned. About time down. Shout, call about town, Deb. 
my town, your town, or any town, this is About Town Dev presents City Talk. Now back to the show. And welcome back to City Talk. I am here with Kim and we're talking about adoption. We're talking about families Mm -hmm. and we've had some tough conversations a little bit, um, but lots of good stuff. We had some, some, we have more good stories to come. So I can't wait for that. But speaking of good stuff, I always do it by quote of the week and I always say hi to Grandma B and Aunt Ellie. So hello, Aunt Ellie, just so you know. Aunt Ellie. (laughs) I'm going to be saying that now. Aunt Ellie. (laughs) She's going to be loving this right now. So this is Aunt Glenda's. I don't know. Is that like a shell? I don't know. I really like it. Maybe. It looks like one. And then anyway, so I got to go shopping in there when I was in Palm Desert with them. So I have some new earrings, all kinds of new stuff. So I'm grateful that I can have a part of Aunt Glenda with me all the time. So here's the quote. It'll be really quick. Spread love wherever you go. Let no one come to you without leaving happier Mother Teresa. And I think this is the perfect time of the season that we should reflect on that. Oh, it's Thanksgiving, of course. (laughs) But, you know, I love I let. No, let no one come to you without leaving happier. And so how do you do that? You give thanks, right? I like it. It works. Important. And it kind of goes with my quote, together we're one heart, not my quote. But what's my saying? Together we're one heart. It's kind of your it quote. Is, it, is my, it is my thing. But I really feel <laughs> like we need to take time to just, you know, relax and enjoy and be have grace with ourselves and know that, you know, not always, easy with that. not always easy. That's not always easy. And I know you take you know, a deep breath. Relax. Uh, Enjoy the season. Like keeping it real. I'm telling you, when Kim came in, she was exhausted. I was was exhausted. (laughs) Kim is always crazy busy. So I think we we might want to chat about what you've been doing next. Oh yeah, we just finished another legislative session. So did you pass anything? Get anything going? I'm sure you probably have. Always. Every Share two about years. that. Okay. So what happened this year? So this year we did, we passed an adoption bill. So that's so we're right perfect. on topic. So um, it's called AB 115. That's boring part. AB 115. Whatever. Um, <laughs> anyways. So what it allows is for a child to have more than two parents. Um, that might at first blush make people like, huh? What, 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 what are you talking about? But you know, the step parent example I was just giving what, a little but, bit ago. So you've got uh, two biological parents. They get divorced when the child is one years old and one of them remarries. Step parent raises the child all the way through minority. Um, we have had many, many occasion where that step parent has asked, can I adopt my my you've, step you've raised child. The child? I've raised the child. And bio parents, both of them are like, sure. And but the law didn't allow it. We oh, had so no the law means wouldn't for do it, it mm-hmm. even though the parents were okay with it. Correct. The law even if they in. consented, I did not have a way to do it. That I also didn't have a way to get three parents' names on a birth certificate. So this resolved that problem. Oh my for gosh. Us. And so yeah, it's from a step parent perspective, I'm sure there's plenty of step parents yes. out there listening, thinking absolutely. And even if both bio parents aren't completely involved, once checked out, that's again another strong scenario where step parents going well. Uh, the checked out parents willing to consent, but doesn't want to terminate their own parental rights just for me to adopt. Because we could do that. We could have one parent terminate, and the step parent could adopt. But I always had to have one terminate. And so there are too many versions of families Not yes. that exist. And family, the definition of family for me is extremely broad. 
and the people I work with, the families I work with, it is endless. How many descriptions I could give you of different kinds of families. Um, I'll give you a really yes. upbeat uh, no. story to okay. go with it. I, we're ready for this. So young man, uh, when he was little, he lost both of his parents and a car accident. Both of them passed away and his grandparents both adopted him. Um, during COVID, he lost both of his grandparents. Oh my He's 17 years old and uh, his uncle needed to adopt him to get him through the rest of high school and get him off to, to military. And he didn't want his grandparents removed from his birth certificate. Oh, he, it, it was destroying him. But, you know, for a lot of, there's a lot of reasons why it is easier if the person who's signing off and giving you consent as an adult to do things is actually on your birth certificate. You can think of all the practical situations, right? So based on this new law, we were able to have uncle adopt him and keep both grandparents oh on the birth gosh. certificate. And that all, gives three, me goosebumps. all three can be on the birth certificate. I think sounds simple, right? Sounds like we should have been able to do it already. It was very difficult to pass, but we got there. We got it passed. Um, people so just had to wrap their brain around examples you have to give those stories and they have to feel it and know it you know i've had kids lose both parents and i've had two sets of aunt and uncles that are all raising that kid and you know it's they don't it, it is just easier if they're all raising it takes a village in so many circumstances and I there are cultures out there that literally do that the bio parents don't raise the child the extended family does and it really is a village in some cultures and we're finally recognizing that wow. in Nevada. It's a great, it's a great little law. It's um, is it only in Nevada? Yes. Okay. Um, there are there are states that will allow more than two parents on the birth certificate, but we are the first state to put it into our adoption statute the way we did. Oh, I love that. So, oh yeah, no, see that we're really, cutting edge again. We really are on parentage. Nevada is one of the first. You know that really would have been amazing. If we had that years ago, you can think of different scenarios. Oh my gosh! Huh? If I you can just think, think of, of so people many people you knew and people you know, and yeah, and how it would mean so much to everybody to know that we're all in this together. Versus, we were waiting till they became adults to do these step parent adoptions, have to do that. adult adoptions, and they don't have to do that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So, and you can have the different names, and you know the different last names, and nothing. You could be. Yep. Well, believe me, there's uh, everybody nowadays. The modern thing is not yeah. keep your name. Right? Yeah, I was going to yeah. say that because I so <laughs> exactly. No, so, changing your name doesn't always happen, but you should see because I work with a lot of international clients, so I get you know five six names for yeah. one person. <laughs> but you know, wow, yeah, no, it's 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 exciting, and. It seemed like an edgy thing to do because you did have, you know, certain judges panicking, going, what? We're going to have a custody or a divorce case with three parents. Are you kidding me? Oh, and I see. I wouldn't have thought so, of it like that. You know, th there was a little bit of panic. But the reality is that's how they're living anyways. Why would you not allow this to happen and then tell that third person, the step parent, once there's a divorce, that they don't they're not a parent. They don't get any access. And after they've been there the whole time, after they've them, been there the whole time, and they're connected them. and they have that bond. And if the parents want to consent, I'm a firm believer in letting people make their own decisions, decisions. over their own families and their own way of doing things. Why would I interfere with that? No, I agree. So can you 
I'm just throwing this at you. Can you think of another heartwarming story of any kind of adoption that really touched you? I mean, I know we know one, but is there? Yes. Uh, so I had a talking about those Catholic divorces in the old days where there were sealed files for closed adoptions. I had a elderly woman pass away in another state and she created a will. And in that will, she gave all of her estate to the child she gave up in the adoption. Now, adoption severs that inheritance right, but you can still gift in a will or an estate, a trust, it was a trust, uh, to anybody you specifically name. Well, the problem was a sealed file here in Nevada where the adoption originally took place. So we had to jump through a bunch of hoops. We don't unseal adoptions without like a lot of scrutiny, a whole lot of scrutiny. So I had to go to the judge and say to the judge, I have, uh, I don't remember how much the money was. It was like $300,000 sitting in my bank account from a bank that needs to go in this, uh, from this other state that needs to go to a person who we don't know who the person is. And if I could unseal this file so I could see if we can find this child that she gave up for adoption 30 plus years ago. Court allowed me to do it under really restricted uh, regulations, which was I couldn't say to this person when I found him, if I found him, uh, that he was adopted because we didn't know if he knew he was adopted, yeah. right? And I couldn't disclose <laughs> names. I had to do it all confidentially. So I was under a court order. <laughs> so we look it up. We find the person. The person still lives in the greater uh, northern Nevada. And call the person, no answer, do the door thing, mm. Facebook. I took everything I had to convince the person I was real. I'm like, look, <laughs> I have a real firm. I have yeah. a roof over, you know, I have a license. Um, came to my office, sat him down, didn't tell him why. Uh, you know, I said, I have a check for you. It's through an inher- <laughs> it's an inheritance. And here's the $300,000 check. And he goes, can you tell me why? I said, no, I can't. But it's written out to you and it's your check. And he goes, does this have anything to do with me being adopted? Oh. And I said, oh, thank, thank you. you so much. Because now goes, you could tell him. Because my sister told me, but oh. she was really mad at me and oh. told me when I was 10 <laughs> that, I was, that I was adopted. And he said, he goes, but you don't understand this kind of thing doesn't happen to me. I go, what do you mean? He goes, I, I don't get breaks in life. I'm oh. a blue collar worker and I work hard for every dollar I've got, but I've never gotten a break in my life. Oh. 300,000 can change a person's life right then and there. So you know what? There's good stories, lots of good stories. And so a good reason to do estate planning. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> we ahead. covered all that. So we want. I wanted to end on an amazing story, mm-hmm. and I love it. That's perfect. And I want to thank you. What is your website? www.lawyersforfamilies.com. Yes. And next week I will be at Holland Rye at their office. You can actually see it there and save the date for December 11th. It's at the theater. It's magic. And we're going to be doing a fundraiser for Children's Cancer Foundation, private wine and wine and bubbles and chocolate pre pre show. And then you got the magic show. Then you get a behind the scenes show and any of the extra ticket prices all going directly to the Cancer Foundation. So see you next week. Remember together we're in heart. Thank you, Kim. And Happy Thanksgiving. I know. Take a deep breath. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving. Take a good break. And be kind. And be kind and eat lots of turkey. Or if you don't eat turkey, eat lots of vegetables. (laughs) Or lasagna. I don't know. Anyway, so thanks to all of us.